0: Good evening, it's midwinter, it's pretty bleak, this is quietly yours. back. I've got a very special episode for you tonight to celebrate the Christmas season. It's something a little different from what we usually do, and, well, you know what, let's just dive in. This is Christmas Tree Soil. Christmas is key for Ezekiel Zook, but the course of his life was a strange little fluke. A kooky old aunt caught a chill and fell ill, and left a small fortune for Zeke in her will. But Zeke was cash-savvy, and chose to invest, bought a house with the bulk, and some land with the rest. And when he arrived and he crossed the tree line, he found himself lost in a forest of pine. Zeke wasn't someone who'd waste such a find, and luck had come through, the stars had aligned, Zeke rented a stall at the small local market. This chance was a fire. Zeke just had to spark it. But Karen from Froom had a problem with Zeke, and he didn't know of the havoc she'd wreak. Her anger was burning. She had no restraint. She screamed all the way through her vapid complaint. Your tree scratched the paint on the frame of my door, and there's needles of pine scattered over my floor. My carpet is ruined, she yelled with a shriek. So clean out your ears. And listen up, Zeke, refund me, she said, or I'll ruin your business. I'll tank your Yelp rating, I'll cancel your Christmas. Right now, you don't know who I am, but you will, if you don't just refund me the entire bill. Ezekiel tried to stay calm and relaxed, but without even thinking, he picked up his axe. And after a life of being loud and hot-headed, Karen fell silent when she was beheaded. A whole year had passed since that vicious attack, and Zeke felt relieved when Christmas came back. He thought of the people he soon would be meeting. He opened his stall and cried out, "'Season's greetings!' "'They're taller than last year,' said Julie from Shenley. "'They're greener as well,' said John Edward Henley. "'Tell us your secret,' said Katie from Gloucester. "'Yes, tell us all,' shouted Jonathan Foster. But the secret, Zeke knew, he never could tell for the reason his conifers grew quite so well, was down to the loud bob-haired woman beneath, buried in Christmas tree soil six feet deep. Up next came Paul from Staffordshire Council. He looked at Zeke's stall and said, Look, I've no ounceful of pity, my friend, for a lowly salesman who breaks all the rules because he thinks that he can. This stall is my life, Ezekiel pleaded. How was I to know that a permit was needed? Without it, I have nowhere to sell all my trees. Just give me till Christmas. I'm begging you, please. I will not discuss it. I don't have the time," said Paul. Close the stall, or pay up the fine. There are rules for a reason, and damn it, we need them. It's your own fault, sir, if you did not heed them. Ezekiel tried to stay calm and serene, but without even thinking, he cut out Paul's spleen. And after a dull and dry life so deliberate, Paul now found himself little more than just giblets. Another year passed, and this time Zeke prepared, got his permit in order to sell off his wares, and this year he needed a double-sized stall, for his Christmas trees now were incredibly tall. It's astounding, said Rhiannon Jones from Carefilly, and up next at Rhiannon's great-uncle Billy. Give us a clue, he said. Give us a chance. Tell us the answer, said Joan from Penzance. But the answer, Zeke knew, must stay in his head. For the reason his Christmas tree farm was well-fed, was the overweight bureaucrat buried beneath, covered in Christmas tree soil six feet deep. Next Christmas was Craig, with a capital C. His capital came from his rich ancestry. I come in the name of Conglomomax, Inc. A business like this could so easily sink. But your trees are astounding. Your name holds esteem. With resources, this stall could become evergreen. Conglomomax offers a lavish amount. Hand over your stall, give it up, and cash out. Ezekiel said, I won't sell, and that's that. And nothing will change that. Don't bother, fat cat. Without us, you'll never be wealthy or famous, said Craig. You'll remain a backwoods ignoramus. Ezekiel tried to stay calm and placid. But then he remembered that small jar of acid. Craig left his house with a light layer of stubble. But now, Cray's whole face was beginning to bubble. One more year down, and Zeke's stall stayed successful. And although his job was incredibly stressful, he found it fulfilling to know that his business was such a large part of so many folks' Christmas. So you stayed independent, said Sheila from Essex. Good job on remaining a business with ethics. You made that choice wisely, said Andrew from Sussex. I mean every word. Pronoun to the suffix, but his ethics, Zeke knew, weren't so black and white. For the reason his future was looking so bright was the black hearted businessman buried beneath, covered in Christmas tree soil six feet deep. The next year had quite a few major events. They'd brought back the market, but put up the rents. But none of that bothered Ezekiel Zook, for his life had been changed by a Miss Laura Duke. Ask Laura, she'll tell you they met at the Gap. Ask Zeke, and he'll tell you they met on an app. There's only one thing that we know without doubt. That Ezekiel Zook once forgot to pull... Long story short, the due date's in December. And that made Ezekiel think and remember the numerous murders he'd done in the past. And it had crossed his mind. Craig should be the last. His murderous urges he had to assuage. So Zeke took some steps to control all his rage. The yoga paid off, meditation succeeded, and Zeke found his anger had slowly receded. Another year down and Zeke was still stressed, but he'd made it two years without any deaths. That felt like progress and Zeke was quite pleased. He opened his stall with a smile Christmas Eve. They're shorter than last year, said Julie from Shenley. They don't look as fresh, said John Edward Henley. I'll pass for this year, said Katie from Gloucester. Maybe next time, said Jonathan Foster. Zeke then retreated to be on his own, but had a strange feeling. He wasn't alone. As he walked through his farm, the night air grew crisper, and Zeke could have sworn that he heard a slight whisper. A creaking, a cracking, like croaking old oak. Zeke had the odd feeling that someone just spoke. There weren't any words, but he understood when. The trees whispered, Zeke, I'm hungry again. His name was Tom Johnson. He wanted a tree to cover in lights for his neighbors to see. It had to be big because Tom liked to gloat. Then suddenly, tightness engulfed poor Tom's throat. The Christmas lights dug in his skin and drew blood And when he stopped breathing, he fell with a thud. For just a few seconds, he'd spasm and flail. But now old Tom Johnson's dead as a doornail. That's the last one, Zeke then said to his trees. And nothing but silence came back from the breeze. Happy that now he could finally have peace. Zeke went straight home to enjoy Christmas Eve. The following year, his daughter turned two. And as she grew bigger, Ezekiel knew that he'd made the right choice to stop all his killing. Just selling his trees was a lot more fulfilling. They're okay, said Rihanna and Jones from Care But ever since we lost my great uncle Billy, we've gone to this bloke with a farm in Cornwall. His Christmas trees grow to be 13 feet tall. Zeke went to his farm just to think about stuff. I don't understand why this isn't enough, he said. Why can't you do it? Why can't you grow? And then came a breeze flowing over the snow. A creaking, a cracking, like croaking old oak. Once more Zeke was certain that someone just spoke. When the trees whispered, he understood them. I'm finished digesting. Feed me again. His name was John Thompson. He came for a browse and to share racist views that he liked to espouse. But now no one has to hear John anymore, since he came face to face with Ezekiel's sore. The hands were quite easy, the arms not so much. The feet were a cinch, but the legs were quite tough. The head was the part of John Zeke buried first, and in terms of mess, the entrails were worst. Now are you happy, Ezekiel cried. Do you enjoy all this food I provide? Couldn't you just live off miracle grow? And then, on the breeze, came a soft whisper. No! Next year, Zeke thought he ought to prepare, but that would be tough with his daughter right there. If she saw him digging, he knew she'd ask questions, especially if he unearthed any intestines. He sent her to play and got straight to work, and then thought of Dave Randall and cracked a small smirk. No one in town could ever stand Dave. But come Christmas Eve, he'd be deep in this grave. And as Zeke stood there plotting his marvelous scheme, through the trees came a small and quite terrified scream. Panicked and rushing, Zeke followed the sound and found his small daughter pinned to the ground. Wrapped all round her body, the roots were like tendrils, ready to strike, to dig in like utensils. She cried to her father in pain and in fear, The trees tightened grip, almost like they could hear. Ezekiel Zook wasn't calm and relaxed, but angry as hell when he picked up his axe. His anger right now he could never assuage. He hacked and he hacked in a furious rage. When she was free, Ezekiel scooped her up into his arms. She was brave, quite a trooper. He drove them straight home and put her to bed, then cried at the thought that she could end up dead. So with a new purpose, he picked up his axe, and returned to his farm to stop this at last. The axe was too slow, so he went to his shed and pulled out a couple of gas cans instead. He poured the fuel out of every inch. If he got caught, they would call him a Grinch. How could you do it? The townsfolk would cry, but that didn't matter. If no more would die, his job nearly done, he paused with a match. In his eye came a tear. In his throat came a scratch. He'd worked on this farm now for more than six years. He'd given his all, his blood, sweat, and tears. He'd nothing besides this. The farm was his life. Then everything changed when Zeke met his wife. And the way that he felt about her and his daughter could blow everything else right out of the water. Without us, you're nothing, the trees whispered softly. And yes, it was true. This fire would be costly. Don't do it, they pleaded. But Zeke knew he must. And by the next day, Zeke's whole farm was dust. Christmas was hell for Ezekiel Zook. All for inherited cash from some kook that sent poor old Zeke down a murderous path that showed him the outcome of anger and wrath. But now all that's over, and Zeke moved away, with his wife and his daughter, to sunny Marseille. Behind them, the problems that used to haunt Zeke are buried in Christmas tree soil six feet deep. I can relate, my ferns keep heckling me. If you enjoyed tonight's poetic little story and you haven't already, please consider leaving a review on your podcast app of choice. It's a great way to help new listeners find us. If you want to get in touch with feedback, questions, or just to say hi, you can find us on social media. Our handle everywhere is Quietly Podcast. You can also email us at quietlyyours at daffodilies.co.uk. If you've been enjoying our show and you want to help support future episodes, you can do so directly by signing up at patreon.com slash quietlyyours. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, and there's some fun rewards exclusively for patrons too. You can find all of our episodes and any info you might need over at our website, which is daffodillies.co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's D-A-D-F-F-A-D-I-L-L-I-E-S.co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's all for now. Whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, I hope you've had a good one. We'll be back in the new year with new episodes. But until then, I am quietly yours. And you are quietly mine.